everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. So you're probably wondering who's going to be our next guest. Well, it's the new year, and as promised, I have some new guests, new exciting guests, I should say. And um, we have Anu on with us. So how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. And thank you so much for coming. I feel like it's great that we're going to be able to talk about so much and about your event and just everything that has inspired you to do what you do. Wonderful. Well, where would you like me to start, Maddie? Okay. Well, first off, I'd like you to tell me just like a little bit about yourself so people can have background about you. Sure. Sounds great. So my name is Anu Bardwaj, and I am the founder of the Women Investing in Women Institute, which was started right here in Phoenix, Arizona about two years ago. Um, Women Investing Women has been in the works for about seven years. Um, I've been... Uh, dreaming about this for quite some time and it actually got started when I was a Fulbright scholar to India to the Indian Institute of Technology in Mumbai and uh, we did this global study on high growth women entrepreneurs and uh, just got really interested in what was happening um, globally as it related to access to capital and um, did some preparation built out some global networks and um, we've been really blessed in that we have now been able to take our initiative global and we formed an Arizona not-for-profit. So we're uh, in, in, in high growth mode right now. And uh, that's basically what I do. Um, I am an art historian by training. I went to Georgetown and I got my master's in communications awesome. and uh, spent a year in Singapore, National University of Singapore. And uh, also did my MBA at the Stockholm School of Economics and then a Fulbright in, in India. So I've been a professional scholar. I raised about a half a million dollars in scholarships to fulfill my own dream. And that's what's kind of brought me here now. That's awesome. And I'm so glad that you mentioned scholarships. I don't think... I feel like I say it enough on air all the time, just like with all the scholarships, every little bit helps. And, you know, it's the fact that it's possible to raise the funds for that. So that's kind of like where my inspiration is. It's like I would love to go to college, you know, with all scholarship money because it's so much less on your parents and it's just self-fulfilling, really. Absolutely. So I was I was uh, lucky enough to have my parents pay for my undergrad, but um, my father drew the line when I actually finished, and he said, you know, if you're not going to get a science degree, and if you're not going to medical school, I'm no longer going to pay for your education, and that was, there was no other option, and at the time, I wasn't really clear mm -hmm. what I would do with an art history degree. I just knew that I loved it, what I did, um, and I knew that I would find my way, and I knew that I'd be very successful, but it was it was more about the journey for me than the destination, um, although the destination is very, very important, but mm -hmm. I wanted to have fun with it. And um, getting, you know, these academic degrees was wonderful, but um, I had a lot of fun in the meantime. And these scholarships, I would say for anyone out there who's in high school, dream big, dream aim high, and there's money out there and, and just keep uh, keeping your eyes and ears open and it's there. Yeah, and I think that's great advice because sometimes we'll have a little doubt, but when in doubt, you know, there are always other options and other ways. But also tell me, Anu, like when did you realize that you had a passion for entrepreneurship? Was it really like going to school and finding that out or was it just somewhere along the way and you didn't really know about it? 
Um, so the reality is, you know, I was doing this undergraduate degree, and uh, I knew that I wanted to be an art dealer in 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 in, in college, and I I knew that I loved art, um, but I didn't know anything about business. And it was my junior year in college, and a friend of mine, all my friends were applying for jobs at the time, Mm -hmm. and uh, they had resumes. And one of my friends said, well, what are you going to put on your resume? And that's when it hit me. What am I going to put on my resume? Just that I went to college. And so I actually started interning um, wherever I could get great internships. And I worked at Merrill Lynch, um, and I worked at Oracle, and I worked at... So I started really connecting and networking and getting some great internships. But what these internships taught me is, um, you know, how to network, obviously, and how to work in an office, but I wasn't getting real hard business skills. And Mm -hmm. so I just decided to start my own organization, and I said, what better experience about uh, learning experience would I have Um, than creating something of my own. So I was really trying to get a business education Mm -hmm. in in the shortest amount of time period, but I didn't want to go through a a textbook and I wanted to learn and try. So I thought it was experimental. I was 18 at the time. No, no, sorry, 21 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was going to fail, but I said, you know, it's $5,000. I'm going to risk it. I borrowed money from my father and um, got some basic skills. and And then I somehow ended up doing it again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> and it, uh, each way along the way it was a learning tool and a learning step. And then when I was doing my graduate program at Georgetown, we had this program in e-commerce. And that gave me some more hard skills. But again, I was writing a business plan, and we actually won the business plan competition. Oh, awesome. And the the question with the uh, – I went before a venture capitalist, and I was 23 years old at the time, and uh, this venture capitalist said, you know, we're very interested in your, your business, but the only way that we would fund you is a $3 million check um, is if we own 60% of the company. Mm-hmm. And I said, but that's not really working for yourself, is it? And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not ready to take your money. I think I need a year to think about it. Mm-hmm. And they said, we'll be here still, and we're very interested in you, and when you're ready, you come back to us. But that's what's really interesting is, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an adventure, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's a roller coaster ride, and I encourage entrepreneurs out there to go out there and follow their dream, but just really know what you're getting yourself into when you do it. That's awesome. And just going more into <coughs> the Women Investing in Women Institute, tell me a little bit about the organization's goals. Absolutely. So the, our ultimate objective is is to foster the economic empowerment of women and girls worldwide. And what that means is that we, in order to level the playing field, we have to understand how money works. And, and taking control of that knowledge is very important and what we do with it. And currently, you know, if we look at consumer decisions, 80% of the consumer decisions are made by women. But yet the biggest decisions when it comes to how money is moved in this world are done by men. And what we're saying is that it's up to us to educate ourselves and it's up to us to support ourselves because if we don't if we don't make ourselves a priority, no one is going to make ourselves a priority. And what I've noticed is that men invest in women, men invest in men, but 
there's this problem of women not investing in other women. There's skepticism. There's, you know, um, I'm not sure what it is, but we haven't done a good enough job for ourselves, and I think that could be improved. Um, there is a movement that's going on right now called investing in women, mm-hmm. and I think that's wonderful. But that marginalize, marginalizes what it's all about. It's, it's, we're not a charity case. Mm-hmm. We're strong, we're powerful, we're intelligent. So what I'm creating is actually women investing, which means that we need to take action and we need to take charge and we need to get other people to support us. And we should not include boys and men. So in that case, you know, the women investing movement has officially started. And that's what women investing women is leading. That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. You know, it's such a coincidence because the other day, one of my good friends, she's, I guess you could say she's kind of like my manager in a way because she helps me, um, kind of formulate some show guests as well and she was actually just talking about the same topic she's like you know the funny thing is is that like you said you see so many different things men investing in women and then men investing in men but you don't really see the women investing in women it's as if it's like what's what's wrong with it there is nothing wrong with it it's actually very positive it's very uplifting because there's so many things that we can do it's just the way of utilizing it absolutely and i also want to comment uh on one other thing which is that you know women don't typically invest mm-hmm. they donate and they give and we're such great givers and that's part of our problem and you know there's this lack of financial literacy we don't really talk about you know, how do we make money? And maybe that's not our space, or maybe, a, you know, a husband or a brother or, or a friend can figure it out for us or your advisor. But ultimately, it's up to, um, it's up to us to, to make that transition of getting women to start thinking that their money can go a lot farther, they can give more, mm-hmm. if they were to start thinking in terms of actually investing. Great. And I'm so glad we got to cover that because I feel like that's such a great intro into women investing in women. So until then, we're going to have some more questions. But first, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose and you're listening to The Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're still here with Anu. So we were just talking a little bit about women investing in women, and um, she actually launched the Women Investing in Women Institute. And this is her organization, and it's really, you know, targeted at helping women create a platform, you know, something that they can invest in themselves. Because one thing I just want to really point out is just to kind of summarize the last segment is that, you know, we give a lot, and now we have to do something for ourselves, which is great. And um, I mean, you really just have reached so many milestones over these past three months since you officially launched in October. So why don't you just tell me some of those milestones? Yeah, absolutely. So Maddie, this has been uh, a dream in the works uh, and we still have a long way to go. And, you know, we officially launched in Phoenix on 12-12-12. That was our inaugural Women Investing in Women Summit. And then I took some time to figure out our next steps um, and we did a hard launch in New York City on October the 10th. And this was um, at the Downtown Association in Manhattan on near Wall Street. And had an amazing turnout, had great content. Um, and then we had an uh, event, or I should say another summit in Stockholm, Sweden, in Scandinavia. And this was the inaugural Nordic Women Investing in Women Summit. And we had amazing sponsors. PricewaterhouseCoopers underwrote uh, the entire meeting at the largest media house in the Nordics, Bonnier Husset. And we had um, Linklater's, a major international law firm involved, Delphi, another top-notch um, Swedish private equity firm that, mm -hmm. that backed us, Novare, the largest HR executive search firm in, in all of Scandinavia. And we also had um, NASDAQ OMX, who was our media sponsor, the city of Stockholm, um, we had an amazing dinner in front of the Royal Palace in Stockholm, oh, and that was all in, in Sweden. And then um, we launched our Facebook page on Christmas, which was about two weeks ago, and we have hit 56,000 uh, Facebook followers in over 65 countries, and we're going viral. We're growing at 5,000, about 5,000 a day now. So we're, we're really excited about where we're taking this global social media movement. Yes. And that's so awesome. I know you're just showing me the Facebook page. And I mean, I'd like to mention that this all happened, like all those Facebook lights in little, literally um, 15 days. So yeah. I know that's kind of hard to believe for some people. They're like, wow, this is really growing. You know, it's yeah. so true. That's yeah. the stats. That's really, it shows that people are active. They're interested in it, which is the great thing about it. And, you know, there's also that little subtitle on Facebook too, where it's like, how many people are talking about this? Well, out of those 56,000 people, actively at this moment 28,300 are talking about this so that's such a great number because really like you said it's not just in Phoenix here in Arizona but it's everywhere it's global yes and th and that's the beauty is that you know we can start something right here in the middle of the desert in the middle of nowhere and people around the world are talking and it just shows me that what we're doing is very relevant it's very well supported, and you know, I looked at my statistics in um, in the analytics section of of our Facebook, which was an amazing tool, and I noticed that we had um, fifty nine percent female mm -hmm. and forty one percent male, and that's amazing. And if you look at the breakdown in age ranges, we had a very high percentage that was between 13 and 44. I'd say the bulk of our, our, our users are between that age range. 
And I'm most excited because this is what the future is telling us, Mm -hmm. that men and women are agreeing that this is a very important issue. They're supporting it. They're supporting it globally. And the future is saying, you know, it's going to change and it's going to be good and it's going to be great for women. That's awesome. And looking at the fact that some of your statistics also showed that a large interest in the women investing in women movement is teens. I mean, what's your point of view on that? I think it's great because, you know, so many people will say, you know, these are the kids of the future. Well, literally, that's our future generation. You know, they're working towards a bigger and brighter future. And it's like everything that we do now is going to affect later. Absolutely. Um, part of part of what we're doing is a global summit series, and it's actually kicking off today in, in about an hour. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm thrilled because this is the launch of the 2014 global summit series. And from here, we're going to Johannesburg, South Africa. We're going to Muscat, Oman in the Middle East, the Sultanate of Oman, um, Abu Dhabi, the United Arab Emirates, Melbourne, Australia, um, Stockholm, Sweden, Singapore, and the beauty of this, and Santiago, Chile, sorry. And uh, the beauty of this is that we're bringing together very inspirational role models from different walks of life who've grown their companies, who've accessed capital from different races, um, and also uh, people who have actually won money in competitions. And they're, they're providing the next generation the tools as well as the, the their insights on how to be successful. And I think that's what's really great, even though we have this amazing Facebook followership, where do we take this? Mm-hmm. And we're going to take it to our Global Summit series where they can have interaction and then eventually live stream those. That's awesome. And what would you say is the best part about being able to not only travel, but experience the different cultures and the good thing about it or in a way to look at this is that, you know, this is one movement, but it's so universal among all these countries who have similarities and differences. Yeah, that's a really excellent point. Um, so so here's here's the beauty of women investing in women. As I mentioned, we have these summits in the different cities and we're going to have one in New York and Dallas and Los Angeles and San Diego. And we've got teams in all these different cities, including Phoenix we have prepared content at these different summits uh, based on the markets, the local markets. And I had actually taken samples to my team in the Middle East. And I said, what content would you all be interested in? Is it, <clears throat> is it the uh, summit that we had in New York? Is it the summit we're having in Scottsdale? Is it the summit we're having in Scandinavia? And they looked at the content and they said, actually, what we should really be talking about is what they're doing in Scandinavia mm-hmm. because it's 50 years ahead of what we're doing here in the U.S. So what we're going to end up seeing is that some of these other countries are actually going to be learning things from each other mm-hmm. and best practices are what's going to take us to the next level. And if some something in South Africa is standing out and saying, you know, this is working for a developing economy, we'll see people in India picking it up and then maybe India has something amazing that Brazil can use. Um, and in the same way, the Western economies can look at what they're doing to benchmark themselves in terms of uh, women's equality and women's economic empowerment. So that's what we are as the benchmark. That's great. And I mean, just go a little bit more into your summit. You know, for sure. somebody that would be attending, what would they expect for attending one of these summits? 
Absolutely. So um, today's summit, we have uh, partnered with the Young Entrepreneur Academy and the small business, uh, the Maricopa Small Business Development Center. And what's happening is they have pre-screened 30 entrepreneurs, women and men. Majority are women. Uh, and they're coming to get a scholarship to attend. So they're going through uh, training, coaching, mentoring, whatever you want to call it, in their different um, in their different uh, levels of entrepreneurship. And they're actually coming to make these contacts to grow their businesses. So what's really beautiful is they're not just textbook learning. They're, it's hands-on, it's experiential, and they, it's interactive. And so they're going to meet successful women entrepreneurs who have built their companies and exited them. They're going to meet successful women entrepreneurs who are acquired and t- took on larger roles. They're going to meet mompreneurs, women who have kids, and how are they balancing you know, kids and their careers. And then they're going to meet women who are out there trying to support entrepreneurs. And I think that's the biggest benefit is being around peers who are motivated, who are hungry, who are successful, and who have something to share. That's great. And I mean... It's just an awesome movement overall because like you were saying, you know, it appeals to so many different people and it doesn't matter if they have the same passion or interest. It's just a matter of how you use the skill. Absolutely. And I think it's it's about connectivity at the end on a very basic human level. You're a woman. I'm a woman. You need help. I need help. Let's work together and let's make this happen. And that's women investing in women. And more importantly, what are we doing collectively to make this better for everyone, for our local economy, for our national economy, our global economy. I mean, it's it's so multi-layered. And I think it all starts with one individual saying, I want to go and see what I can do. I agree. And again, we're going to have some more questions for you. But first, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to The Golden Game. for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon.
Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does it mean to be a supergirl? It's all about acceptance, respect, healthy relationships, and how to deal with peer pressure. It's all about real-life issues that girls face every day. Join your hosts as they talk about hobbies, friendships, dealing with bullies, and living life as a supergirl. Be sure to tune in every week for Supergirl Guide, the radio show, every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. With some support and knowing that you're not alone, it makes all the difference in the world. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. So I'm Maddie Rose, and we're still here with Anu. And, I mean, we're talking about some great stuff. You know, I feel like our interview has definitely progressed. It's given lots of information, advice, and really giving you a look into what women investing in women looks like. And now, um, Anu, I was just going to ask you, you know, how can we encourage more girls to be involved with the Women Investing in Women Global Summit Series and the Facebook social media movement? Because, you know, like you said, we're growing every day about five 5,000 followers and um, for the people that would like to join that movement how can we do that well first I would say it's important for you to get a Facebook account if you don't already have it and for those parents out there I I trust uh, trust me this is going to be a very good learning experience for all of you Um, so we go on facebook.com slash women investing in women and that's the first step in, in getting engaged in our social media movement and then you connect with your friends and spread the word and share share stories with us that you think we should be posting about successful women and girls in your own um, cities and, and, and local um, uh, success stories. And I think that would be really helpful because ultimately we're all after inspiration and knowledge and that's what that's what we provide and, and for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's great, though. And is there anything that you can share with us about your upcoming plans for 2014? Because I know that since this is, you know, a growing movement, there's only more growth to be done. Absolutely. So I, I'll highlight some of the, the 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 key things that are happening. We have now um, partnered with a group in Stockholm called Thai Nordic. Uh, it's another foundation that I started when I was in Sweden, the Nordic chapter of the Indus Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And they're the largest uh, global network of entrepreneurs based out of Silicon Valley, HQ'd. Um, and also another organization called Funded by Me, and they're a crowdfunding platform. And they wrap their arms around women investing women in Stockholm. So next week, they're having their own event um, at a, an accelerator called SUP46, Startup People 46. And they've also said we are very supportive of what you're doing. And they're going to bring together um, two speakers who were crowdfunded. So their topic is crowdfunding for women entrepreneurs. So they're bringing together many of the attendees that went to the Women Investing in Women Summit. Mm-hmm. And they're actually coming back and doing an event. 
They're also holding another event in March called Poker for Business. So they're teaching women how to play poker to learn how to do business at the That's poker awesome. table. <laughs> so I think we're actually going to bring that to Phoenix. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And so they're creating their own model. And this is what I love about Scandinavia. They're so innovative and so creative. And we can take you know things that they come up with in their in their market and then bring them to to the U.S. or elsewhere. Um, INSEAD, the the one of the leading business schools of the world. They're based out of France, and they have a campus in Singapore and in Abu Dhabi. Will actually be hosting the Women Investing in Women Summit in Singapore, and that's in August. And we're so thrilled because they are going to extend their global network to us, their reach, their social media, and some of the the top business leaders in the world went to the school. So we're thrilled that you know INSEAD has taken this to heart and wants to support us in the Middle East and when we do our events in Europe. And so that collaboration has started. Um, we are also going to be having a summit in New York City in September around the UN General Assembly and the Clinton Global Initiative that 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 time period, mm-hmm. and Bloomberg has kindly agreed to host that meeting at their headquarters. Oh, great! And we're going to have their journalists, their social media, um, and they're going to cover the summit and underwrite it for 300 people. So this is really, really big news that we've got a major player like Bloomberg mm-hmm. involved now. I think that's awesome, though, because from what you're telling me, I mean, in that short amount of time, so much can happen. And I feel like some people, it's so hard to wrap their head around that because they're like, how is this possible? But it's something that people are passionate about. And, you know, people are going to be involved with what they're passionate about. And if they have an interest in it, then, of course, they're going to tell other people about it. So really, the movement has started, I would say. Absolutely. And, you know, it is difficult to comprehend. And it does seem like an overnight success. And, you know, you hear a lot of entrepreneurs talking about their dreams and it feels like you're making all of this up. It can't be true. But, you know, the only way to know is go on the Facebook page and look at the numbers. And the numbers don't lie. And what's really interesting is we have so many sponsors now in the pipeline that want to support us. I'm not having any shortage of interest. Um, and for the first time, I'm actually seeing law firms wanting to collaborate, saying, yes, we own this problem. This is our collective problem. We're not asking for exclusivity. We want to support you in different markets. Um, same with accounting firms. And these are mainstream sponsors. Um, we're looking at uh, retail consumer saying, we're not interested in your local platform. We're interested in your global platform. And that's something reassuring for me, like to know that I've got the support of these large corporations. Um, and, and it's only a matter of time before we start entering into agreements with them. That's awesome. And I mean, in terms of getting more people involved with this movement, um, what sorts of help and assistance are you looking for at this time for women investing in women? Absolutely. So uh, we have teams now in New York City, in Stockholm, in San Francisco, in San Diego, um, Phoenix, uh, and I would say, you know, if there's interest in supporting us with social media, we can work out some kind of an internship. If there's uh, any kind of outreach that we're able to do in like local um, cities, we'd be most interested in, in partnering. We're really after partnerships right now, like strategic partnerships. And so um, I would say the way that young people could be involved is by spreading the word, letting uh, anyone that's interested in in, in helping us grow our reach, that would be the first step. And then 
you know, if there's further interest in helping us at our conferences, we would gladly welcome volunteers. Um, at the moment, we are self-funded. We're growing organically. It's been 100% volunteer. Um, and I've actually um, personally financed women investing women till now. And we've never, ever um, gone into a loss um, at any of our events. So we're growing. We're scaling. There's plenty of stuff to do. Um, if they shoot us an email, and they could reach us on our Facebook page, or they can email me directly at anu at womeninvesting.in, um, that would be great. And the other way they can reach us is by going on our website, womeninvesting.org. Awesome. And I feel like people are going to be expecting this question, but it's something that we always ask organizations that, you know, yes, there are other organizations out there that have similar goals in a sense. But how do you feel about your competitors? I mean, this is a growing movement and obviously your accomplishments are stellar. So I just mean, you know, what are your viewpoints on that? It's kind of interesting to hear about it. So I will say that, you know, for the most part, my competitors, if they are really threatened, um, it's a one-way street. Because I view everyone as a collaboration. And that's the ultimate objective of women investing in women is to is to partner to aggregate to consolidate and we really truly believe that you know we're not going to achieve this unless we all work together and there's so many organizations out there that are complementary to our mission and we will partner with as many organizations as possible i.e this this event that's happening today we tried to reach out to as many local organizations to work with us and you know if there's organizations that we were unaware of, we'd like to, to, to get them involved for next year and build out this movement together. And so I've researched our space, and there's nothing like what we do that's so comprehensive. And we welcome everyone to partner with us. So really, my competitors, I view them as ultimately our collaborators down the road. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm wel welcoming them with open arms. But um, you know, if there is co competition, I only think it's a good thing because we're all ultimately trying to accomplish the same ultimate objective. That's great. And what would your advice be to somebody who's looking into you know, not only going after a goal or dream, but let's say entrepreneurship in general? Okay, so that's, that's a very loaded question. Um, so my... One piece of advice is that it's the greatest satisfaction to do things on your own terms and have the complete freedom and flexibility. And I will say that as a woman entrepreneur, this has been the biggest blessing in my life because I have a three-year-old daughter now. And I set my own timeline and, and I balance my life according to my goals, my dreams. And I ultimately said the life that I want to create is something that's going to inspire my daughter to be a great role model, to put her in front of other great role models. And as an entrepreneur, you can really set your parameters on how you want to live, um, what you want to accomplish, what legacy you want to leave. Um, I'm not sure you can get that necessarily if you're tied to an organization. Many people do do that, and they do leave a legacy, and they're entrepreneurial, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. But having your mark and your personal stamp on something, there's no greater satisfaction. That's awesome. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me today. I feel like this was such a great topic to, you know, discuss. And I'm really glad that we could um, advertise more the Women Investing in Women movement because now I feel like it's official. <laughs> it's so official. And thank you so much, Maddie, for bringing me on your show. And I'm so glad it worked out today. And 
Um, we hope that there'll be many more interviews to come and, and uh, really appreciate everything you've done for us today. So last comment, for those of you who are not on our Facebook, www.facebook.com slash women investing in women. Perfect. Thank you so much. And with that being said, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose and you're listening to The Fame Game. Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. So we just finished up our lovely interview with Anu, and I'm just so glad that we had her on. Honestly, that's just the best way to put it. I mean, you all have that great feeling when you know that you have a good guest on and you have great discussion and great interviews. And what I really loved about this was that it was real. It was reality. You know, this is a true story. It's something that evolved literally. I'm going to pull a Bruce because Bruce just gave me this lovely not a lecture but a lesson more so a glimpse of knowledge in the mind of Bruce and basically said that everything happens for a reason and I tell myself this so many times it's just there's so many different ways to put this into perspective and honestly what Anu was trying to say is that you know this was literally an idea at start point something that wasn't tangible it was literally just theoretical a theoretical idea then we got it on paper and then we said okay how can we plan this out and what is our next steps and from that look what happened I mean now they have a global not only a global but an international I'd like to say you know network of people who are women investing in women and I think that's pretty awesome that's not a bad following rating at all 5,000 people a day I mean I try really hard to get like I tried really hard to get a thousand people on my Facebook fan page and eventually hopefully it'll get there um at some point but I just want to point that out is just that the following is just so tremendous and it's so great in that little period of time and you saw that everything happened for a reason so one idea to this to this to this and then now look what it's created and look what it is creating. I mean, the growth is incredible. And now what else it is inspiring. So again, as I was telling Bruce and my mom, I was like, you know, the great thing about having guests like this and having a radio show like this is that it inspired me to 
look at my path and look at my journey and say, okay, well, this happened for a reason and this happened for a reason. And I like this and I like this. And in the future, I could do this and this. So in a way, it's just like, what would I really like to do? And I go over, I feel like I go over this at least once a year. What do you want to be, Maddie? Well, I feel like it changes every time I talk to you. So with that being said, I mean, the last time I talked to you, I did something or I had wanted to be a psychologist with a minor in broadcast journalism and going into running for Miss Arizona's Outstanding Teen. That was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a psychologist and I'm going to minor in broadcast journalism. And people said, you know, how are you going to link that together? That's a little weird and odd. And I felt like that's what kind of grabbed the judge's attention as well, because they're like, that makes no sense. You're going to be a psychologist and then radio like that has no relation in a way and I said well how about if I talk about psychology on the radio I mean it's a two-way street so I mean I loved that idea for a while being able to do psychology um I would probably have to intern in a psychology um institute definitely to have a bigger idea of what that entails but now I want to do political science with a minor in psychology and then right after today I'm kind of considering broadcasting and I've not that I've ever let down broadcasting or anything obviously it's a part of my life you know after a hundred and what five shows now um yeah it really becomes a part of you so I don't think I could let that go in any way shape or form it's always going to be here it's helped me a lot and I enjoy it that's the biggest part about it I would say and so many people say you know you have to do what you love and if you're not doing what you love you got to start doing what you love because that's the whole point of living is really doing, you know, what makes you happiest. And in a way, that's, I guess, the biggest piece of advice people can give to you about going after a dream or a goal is that you have to enjoy doing it. You know, obviously, yes, it's about the journey. It's about the destination. But put that all together, because in the end, that's what you're going to be doing for your life and for yourself. So you have to be able to kind of link everything together, I would say. So yeah, so I guess now it's just kind of up in the air again for what I want to do. But eventually I'll come up with something. And I'm doing, like I said before, I'm doing the Cambridge exams. And now it's kind of nearing the end of the year, which is a a roller coaster of emotions for me because I'm so excited. But at the same time, I'm scared. I guess I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm happy. One, I'm happy because of the fact that I get to complete something that I had, I don't know, envisioned when I was younger saying, okay, I wonder if it's possible to, you know, tech tests. And um, I almost said text. I'm like, I text a lot. But anyways, that's beside the point. But actually test um, my knowledge because now I get to do it on a whole nother level. I'm testing college exams and I'm a sophomore in high school which is incredible to me because it makes me feel proud that all the work that I'm doing now will benefit me later on and you know academics has been such a big part of my life and the nervous part about it is just that well obviously you have to pass the exam so that's one part about it and I'm just definitely trying my best to be able to accomplish that and then I guess the scared part about it just goes with the whole nervousness and the overwhelmingness of it because there's just so many things to do and now that I'm in 10th grade I have to do the AIMS testing so 
I have to pass that too in order to graduate. So there's so many things to do. There's, it's just like never ending, but it's awesome though. So I'm definitely very glad and excited for everything that my journey has taken me on. And I feel like that's such a good way to put all of this together. And especially now with the women investing in women, I get to speak at their summit after the show, which is ah convenient. And I'm sure I'll be able to tell you guys more about that next time. But overall, I'm just great, greatly um, grateful, I guess is the best way to put it. Greatly grateful. Wow. Okay, Maddie, alliteration. Good job. Um, that just, I don't know. I, I'm glad I have connections. I'm really glad for everything that's happened. And now hopefully with this new connection, not that it's new, but it, I guess it's a, I don't know. It's a connection that I picked up again because I met her. I'm able to tell you guys more about that next time. But overall, I'm just great, greatly um, grateful, I guess is the best way to put it. Greatly grateful. Wow. Okay, Maddie. Alliteration. Good job. Um, that just, I don't know. I, I'm glad I have connections. I'm really glad for everything that's happened. And now, hopefully, with this new connection, not that it's new, but it, I guess it's a, I don't know. It's a connection that I picked up again because I met her when I was younger. And the cool thing about that is that she knew me when I first had the dream of like doing performing arts and wanting to do modeling and before this whole radio starts. And then now it's like, ta-da, Maddie Rose has grown up, I guess. But anyways perfect song to end this segment and this show it's um story of my life by one direction so here it is written in these walls are the stories that i can't explain i leave my heart open but it stays right here empty for days she told me in the morning she don't feel the same about us in her bones Seems to me that when I die these words will be written on my stone And I'll be gone, gone tonight The ground beneath my feet is open wide The way that I've been holding on too tight With nothing in between the story of my life, I take her home I drive all night to keep her warm in time It's frozen The story of my life, I give her hope I spend her love until she's broke inside The story of my life Stays right here in its cage I know that in the morning now See a single light upon the hill Although I am broken My heart is untamed still And I'll be gone, gone tonight Fire beneath my feet is burning bright The way that I've been holding Nothing in between Story of my life I'll take her home I'll drive all night 
is like chasing the clouds. The story of my life, I take her home, I drive all night to keep her warm and time. Is frozen. The story of my life, I give her I spend her love until she's broken. so much for listening you've been listening to the fame game i'm maddie rose and this show has been produced by kids star for the voice america kids radio network and up next is a track from the kids star album of the month thank you again for listening to the fame game on the voice america kids channel be sure to join maddie rose again next week for another great show from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Star Album of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Three Kids in the Car. Three Kids in the Car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned Because their mother's done had enough And the sister's sitting in the front seat Who at this part of the song you need to realize is about three months away from getting her driver's license She's thinking to herself I can't believe that I'm still riding with them I hope that we're not seen by some of my friends And if by chance I fail the driver's exam Then I am running away Three kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And I can't say nothing cause they've all been scorned Cause their mother's done had enough Brothers sitting behind her Who at this point of the song You need to realize is about five years younger than she is But he's still about two years older than his little brother Sitting next to him He glares down at his little brother And he's thinking to himself I can't wait till our sister's finally gone Then I'll sit up front Cause that's where I belong And I'll be rid of you You miserable worm Why don't you just run away Kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And they can't say nothing cause they've all been scorned Cause their mother's done bad enough And the little brother Who at this point of the song you need to realize Is a whole lot smarter than the other two think he is He glares back up at his big brother And he's thinking to himself I know that there's nobody back in the trunk Try to scare me with all that junk I hope you read my mind I think you're a skunk And guess what? I'm not running away Three kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing
Fishing the fields weren't born And they can't say nothing Cause they've all been scorned Cause their mother's done had enough And the mother who's been driving all this time She's thinking to herself Things that I'd better not say So we'll just pretend that she's thinking month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website www.kidstar.org.